1: Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
0: All right, everybody, welcome into the post-game instant reaction podcast. Texas Tech taking down West Virginia 48 to 10. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Spencer, I am
1: rolling, and I, and I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Mason Tharp, somewhere out there, Mason Tharp and Bryson Donnell are still dragging some West Virginia defenders, you know, three or four at a time against their will. They're, they're just dragging them south somewhere. They're taking them to O'Donnell, whether they want to go or not. I,
0: Henry Tater, too, man.
1: I, I, I am just, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm. I can't wait to get into this with you. I want to see what you wanted to bring up, what you want to talk about. But man, 48 to 10, we've started kind of covering that a little bit on Twitter as far as trying to find the last time Tech had such a beatdown in Big 12 play that wasn't against Kansas. I mean, their last mm-hmm. when where they scored 44, so Oklahoma State, 2017. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was 2018. And then um, the last time Tech scored 48 plus in a Big 12 win was October 20th, 2018 against Kansas. And that gives credit to our main man, Ryan Mainville, who brought that one in. But I think someone, um, who was it who chimed in in my mentions, Tech Batman came in and uh, just said that was the last time that we beat a Big 12 team by more than 10 points was that 2018 Oklahoma State game. Yeah, man, I think all the all the games that Tech has won in the last three or four seasons against Big 12 opponents have been quite close. And this was not one of those times.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. If we will take a look at all, all of all the statistical categories because it was a dominant performance all the way around passing, rushing, receiving defense. Uh, let's start Tech Tech offense because that's that's where the, the fun is. Baron Morton gets to start uh, expected after what we heard throughout the week. Goes 28 of 45, 325 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, No turnovers is a big thing, although there were, especially early on, there were a lot of those fumbles that hit the ground. You're like, no, 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 no. we got to make sure we're holding on to the ball. Uh, And May May and Ernest only have had one actual fumble. But there were several times, like I said, early in the game where the ball was popping loose. You're like, we got to get a handle on that. But ends up not turning the ball over. Uh, Like I said, Baron Morton, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 325 yards. And then the running game, man, you, you passed for 40, 49 pass attempts. You ran the ball 54 times. Uh, that That is including three kneel downs. So essentially it was a 51-49 uh, even break there. Um, you know, almost half and half. Taj Brooks, 17 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns, 6.3 yards per catch. Welcome back, Taj. Because, man, he, he's he's been missing... Uh, but looked like that bye week came at a great time, got him right, got him healthy. I mean, he had a long of 20 yards, so that 6.3 yards per carry was, wasn't was buoyed by one big long play. It was, it was a game-long performance. It's Roger Thompson, 15 carries, 59 yards, just under 3.9 yards per carry and a touchdown. I mean, th- those two guys combining for 32 carries and 170 yards and three touchdowns, it's just fantastic on the ground. Um and then offensively when you were when you were throwing the ball, Xavier White was your main man. Eight catches, 139 yards, one touchdown long of 55 was on the touchdown, 82 yards after catch. So um, you know, more than half of his yards came after the catch. And Nehemiah Martinez also had a great day, six catches, fifty-two yards. Um you didn't you didn't get a big, big day from your outside receivers they combined. Uh you're looking at Jaron Bradley look Fungi, Trey cleveland uh with eight catches between them and what's that 20 25 it's 45 85 yards on eight catches i mean they, they 10 yards per catch uh but it was really yeah those inside guys uh that that's what west virginia was giving up um, your tight ends well, were getting, were getting guys,
1: involved till better it makes you feel better because the outside guys they didn't get a lot of catches, sure, but they weren't targeted a ton either. So it's not like some previous games where Jerome Bradley's targeted 13 times and has six catches or something. It was yeah, it, it, they were trying to go with what was working.
0: Yeah, Jerome Bradley he he caught three three catches on five targets. Fungi was three for three. Cleveland was two for five. Um, so like you were saying between them, what is that 13 catches? They were eight of 13 essentially. Uh, and just the game was really inside, whether it was the receiving uh, or, or rushing. Um, it could be because you're you're in your seven games in the season, or it could be because you've played some really, really good defensive lines that have prepared you for, to this point. But your offensive line looked significantly better today. Um, and, and you know, may, maybe part of that also had to do with Barron Morton being able to, to evade the rush when it did come through. But when you're running the ball for four and a half yards to carry and racking up 240 yards on the ground and then giving your quarterback on 49, you know, pass drops to complete 355 yards, your, your, your offensive line is, is, is doing better. Um, defensively, man, I <laughs> had you show me these stats before the game. I, I would have, I would have predicted a, a game about like this, this kind of spread. You held them on a team that was averaging, uh, what was it? 200. 191 it like yards, six or something. Yeah, one hundred ninety-one yeah. yards on the ground, it five wasn't yards quite per 200. Yeah, about five yards per carry. You held them on twenty-six carries to seventy-three yards, two point eight yards per carry. I mean, that was a difference in the game because you knew J T Daniels was going to do uh, about what he did. I mean, they 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 average about two hundred seventy yards to the air. They got one ninety-five. Um. His his yards per attempt uh, went way down. On the season was, you know, 6.9, uh, almost seven yards today. Tech Tech only allowed 5.4 yards per attempt. Um, and even a little bit better when, when their backup quarterback came in, Green. Um, but, man, you gave up less than 300 total yards on the day. You put up almost 600. I know total yards is... Uh, not a, not a, the best stat, but when there's that kind of disparity between the two teams it's it's pretty clear that this was a pretty dominant game in one direction, and you did force Daniels to throw three interceptions, which is great that you get to see that uh that take three mentality that McGuire had been talking about since he got here uh you finally feel like you you did that today and really played a big role in into the way the game ended up going um Michael, where, where, where do you want to dive in? Like, do you want to talk about the, the rushing defense, the the pressure you're able to put on, on Daniels or?
1: Yeah, well, I kind of wanted to bring up I and mean, we've, we've got some comments rolling in already. And um, I think Steve's second comment is kind of applicable to what we're going over right now. And he felt like this was the most air raid offensive game under Kitley yet. O-line wasn't as prone to errors. If we can maintain this style of play, it'll carry great momentum through the end of the season. Real excited for the last five games. And I wanted to touch on that just slightly, the O-line play. Uh, You mentioned it too. Um, You know, that's a a good hat tip as to how Tech was able to run the ball as well as they were today, but they protected the quarterback. Uh, West Virginia had one sack. They had five tackles for a loss, which, hey, that's not great. But, I mean, previous games, you you know, guys – guys are getting sacked six, seven times. Uh, You know, we're getting, they're getting tackled for a loss 12 times, huge improvement today uh, because this defensive front is still talented and they still get back there and and disrupted a few things. But that O-line, that was kind of where I was going to go is just kind of break, break that down and maybe start talking about the fourth down conversions. Um, If you're ready to go there. I mean, just so many good things happened. Uh, We haven't had, quite this exciting of a instant reaction. And in, since Texas, so it's, it's, it's good to, and, and it's different. Cause the Texas when you felt like you got by with it through the skin of your teeth, you know, sure. some things yeah. just had to go the right way. This, um, things went the right way since kickoff and it just felt good to kind of enjoy the game. I, I don't want to say I checked out, but I definitely was not sitting on the couch biting my nails or something. I was kind of rolling around and, doing a couple other things in the house and as opposed to just, you, you know, nerve grinding it out the entire game.
0: Yeah. So w- we were, we were at a, at a one-year-old birthday party for our neighbor uh, the game was on there. Uh, and my, my friend's father-in-law was on, was there was in control of the TV at one point, turned it off and turned on the the Texas Oklahoma state game. I was like, man, that, that game's a blowout. We are changing the game. Uh, which I thought was, was, was just funny but. Uh, I pulled the game up on my phone and watched the rest of it there, uh, going back to, to your point about how the game started, and then uh the fourth downs uh through what was it the first seven minutes of the game, Texas Tech had gone four on fourth down four times and it was four for four uh, end of the day, six of seven on fourth downs, nine for twenty one uh, on third downs, so you were fifteen of twenty eight on third and fourth downs, so you're pretty close you were better than fifty percent. Uh, and I think the magic numbers, you know, just over 40 percent on a team is converting that you're, you're doing pretty well. Uh, you, you kept the, your team on the field uh, and, and, and driving and converting points there, whereas you held West Virginia's four of 14 on third down. So that's just a little bit better than 33 percent and one of two on fourth downs. They didn't go for it as much on fourth down as I thought they might, uh, but I think a lot of that had to do with you didn't give them a, a good, a good look at fourth down. There weren't, there weren't fourth and shorts for them to, to take advantage of or to, to try to attempt. Um, they weren't in, a, in an advantageous spot on the field to to make that decision for them. I mean, b- between the two teams going for it nine times, we, we kind of thought that would happen, but seven of them came from Texas Tech. Uh, but I think, like I was trying to point out, the fact that you limited West Virginia's Opportunities to go for a fourth down really uh, kept them um, off the field. The game started off really, really fast for you. Uh, you know, you you drove down those, those first couple of drives uh, and scored touchdowns. You got up, you know, fourteen points. And I was trying to remind myself, it's like, well, you started with the ball, so you may be up fourteen points, but West Virginia's only had one possession. So, you know, after two possessions, are you still at fourteen? Or are you only up seven? Or how? Whatever it was, but you just kept. You kept rolling. Uh, you, you kept putting up points when you did. Um, I do want to go back just for a second. Uh, you were talking about the um, the offensive line. I think you know of the seven penalties that Texas Tech had. I've gotta I've gotta look it up really quickly. Um, was it one, two, they, three? The line mainly. Four, five of the seven penalties were were on the offensive line. Uh, one of them um, was the that it was that run there towards the end of the half where Taj Brooks broke free uh, and got down well inside field goal range, ends up getting called for the, the hold, uh, moves that ball back, and ultimately Texas Tech does not score in that possession. Um, so while I did say that they did play better, um, I mean you 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 hate to see so many penalties on the offensive line, um, but. I mean, today, I would say, ultimately, it didn't actually end up mattering. But you do want to see that uh, come down a little bit. You you were one of the least penalized teams in the country, 7 for 70. Uh, it doesn't sound that bad when you think about the, the Kingsbury times. But that's one of your, your worst games so far under under McGuire uh, with that many penalties, especially the, what was it, the f- it was a five on the offensive line. Um, no. Sorry, Four.
1: Yeah, I think that's what you said. I was four.
0: Okay, there's four because there was a two holding, then a false start. Then there's a holding that was on the defense, holding on the defense, holding on the defense. So no, just three. Offensive line only had three penalties: two holdings and a false start. Uh, there was a pass interference, and two more holdings on defense, and then there was a hold on a on a punt. So. Going uh, well, seven in, for seven is not that bad uh, when, when we consider three of them were on the offensive line.
1: Is, is, is Kyle back there fighting a dog? Oh, my dogs going are going on?
0: crazy. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, special teams. I mean, just quickly, Tech didn't punt until almost, what, the end of the second quarter was their first punt? I think that was right. So Tech didn't punt until, um, let's see, time of possession. So a minute and 32 left in the second quarter was the first time that McNamara saw the field. He didn't see it again until 358 left in the third where he shot an absolute bomb after the only three and out of the entire game. Uh, Tech defense, uh, yes, unfortunately, West Virginia was – a hundred percent in the red zone, but that's because they only got the red zone once. So, I mean, you can live with that. Obviously Texas tech was six for six in the red zone on offense with, um, you know, I think coming away with touchdowns, uh, I think every time there might've been one where they settled for a shorter field goal, but just an all out display of, of what this team is capable of. And kind of what Rob alluded to on the, on the tailgate show this morning tech's schedule is pretty front heavy and these two teams having the same record does not equate uh, the talent of these two teams and i think we saw that today that yes tech was 3 and 3 yes west virginia was 3 and 3 coming in playing the same amount of power 5s and and uh, fcs opponents or ha- what have you but came in uh thinking that tech was the better team and Sure, proved it today. Uh, just feeling like you don't want to have this. I don't want to say defeatist attitude, but you you feel like Tech's losses they performed better than West Virginia did in their losses, and West Virginia just didn't have as many comparable opponents as what Tech has played. So their schedule is probably way bottom heavy. Tech is top heavy. Uh, so that these last five games are really up in the air. I'm really excited to see what Kansas state and TCU do this evening, but I think we'll learn a little bit more on that. But, um, I, I, this just gives you a lot of confidence going into these last final games.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Spencer, you back. I can just, sorry. I was going back and forth on which, which microphone was muted when I was yelling at the dogs. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) Who know? I don't even know what they're doing back there. Yeah. I, The second half of the schedule certainly does set itself up for for a lot better than than a three and three, Um, and 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 to the point you were bringing up about the schedule, the differences in the three and three that Texas Tech face and the three and three that West Virginia face, um, for sure. I I think I think Texas Tech is set up with their experience so far, uh, and the way the schedule is that they're going to finish out a lot stronger than, than West Virginia. Um, because no, the, the, these these two teams are not the same. The three and three they they both were are just not the same when you consider that West Virginia had played Texas, um, Kansas, and.
1: Um, hey Spencer, you still there? Did I lose you?
0: Yes, <laughs> sorry, man. My my, oh, my my phone's going off, and it's a mess. All right. Anyways. Um, certainly a lot of things to build on for this game, uh, some things to, to, to improve upon. But when you beat a team 48-10 to 10, uh, on a game that probably everybody thought was going to be a little bit closer, I, I mean, I, I I thought it could be a, a two-score game when you end up beating a team by 38. I mean, it, it feels good, man. Um, you, you looked good doing it. You looked good on, on all sides of the ball. Um, so... Uh, there's nothing else for me tonight other than, you know, enjoy this when Texas Tech wins 48 to 10. Michael, you got any, any last thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh, nothing major. I, I did want to just kind of touch on how, how it felt much closer in the first half with, um, you know, West Virginia driving Tech up 17 to three. It, it seemed like, man, they really had a chance to go into halftime only down by one score, only down 17 to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and knew they were getting the ball back, but then Rabbit comes up with that killer interception to start the turnover, the turnover battle that just kept going in this in the second half. So uh, I just kind of want to point that out how crucial that was to me to uh, really kind of kill any momentum West Virginia had. And then from from then on out, it was pretty much it was Church after that. I, I think if he hadn't have done that, there's a really good chance that West Virginia would have gotten into the end zone, and um, you know it would have been a closer game. I mean, based off of what we saw and Tech ended up putting their second and third string guys in the, the fourth quarter of a Big 12 game which you just love to see mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if that is exactly what would have happened or not I think Tech still could have come out but I just wanted to point out how important that was and um, you know hats off to the defense for creating these four takeaways today just a, a huge step in the right direction and this single-handedly flip-flopped the turnover margin West Virginia came to the game on the year with zero turnovers in the turnover margin. At least they leave with minus four tech came in at minus seven. They leave with minus three big change there and hope to see it swinging in that direction the rest of the year. That's, that's really all I wanted to say, but man, this felt good. It's and like Steve, I need to credit Steve because he actually Mentioned something about it felt nice not being able to bite his nails throughout the game, and I mm-hmm. think I said that earlier, probably because I read his comment and I had it in my, in my brain. But man, it felt good. This enjoy this one, guys. Well, we we've got a full 24 hours according to Coach McGuire to enjoy it. So then then Monday, I guess it's on to, uh, on to um,
0: on to I'm Baylor, uh,
1: Baylor, who who won today pretty convincingly against
0: yeah Kansas. All right, that'll do us for this post-game instant reaction. Texas Tech taking down West Virginia 48-10. to 10. Enjoy this one. We'll get you guys ready for the preview for Baylor Bears next weekend. But for now, that was Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.